One of the quirks of the human mind is how we talk to ourselves internally. And one of the things that you'll notice that is a pattern that most of us human beings tend to replicate over and over again is how we talk to ourselves. So if something, if everything is going well in our life, or we're in the middle of a really good moment, we tend to speak to ourselves positively. And when things are going not so well, when things are going bad, we're in a difficult moment, or we're somewhere we don't want to be in life, we tend to speak to ourselves negatively. So our self-talk is really just, it's driven largely by what's going on in our actual reality. The more we feel like we're in a good place, the more natural it is for us to speak to ourselves positively. And the more we're in a not so good place or we're in the middle of a difficult time, the more natural it is for us to speak to ourselves negatively. So our internal dialogue is, it's, ba- it's very momentum based on how we perceive things are going in our life, how we perceive the reality that's happening in our lives. Now, the difficult thing with that is it tends to compound the effect and oftentimes leads us astray. Think about it this way, in that when something, think about something going really well in your life and it's like a really good time and you feel like you're unstoppable. You have almost like this ego-based self-talk that speaks to you like nothing can ever go wrong. I've got it all figured out. I've got the secret to immortality. I have it all figured out. I'm good. And that's, that's what then leads us into our next rut, or that's what starts to lead us towards a not-so-good time. We almost have self-talk that is, it's almost like pumping up our ego when we're in the middle of what we perceive to be an awesome time in our life. And so we tend to really take that to heart, and that's what ultimately slows it down. Like, how many times have you had, like, such something like such great momentum in your life. You've made lots of positive changes. You're moving in the right direction. And then you almost get a little bit egotistical in how you talk to yourself and you start to feel like it's impossible for you to make mistakes and then something turns. That's one side of it that starts to happen. And then the other side of it is during the negative time when something goes wrong, when we're in a not so difficult place or we're in a bad space in our head or in our life rather, then in our head, we start to compound that negativity with even more negative self-talk. Like, you know, how much we don't like ourselves, how much our life sucks, how much we just despise ourselves, right, in that moment. And then we start to carry this overarching belief that this one bad moment in my life is my life, when in reality, it's not true. Our internal monologue that we, how we talk to ourselves in different parts of our reality is it tends to compound the momentum and eventually lead us in the wrong direction. And so a lot of a lot of top performers understand the power and you've probably heard this like visualization, right? A lot of top performers, business owners, athletes use visualization as a tool to help them get where they want. So they're leading they're leading their life in their mind which is nothing in their life is unpredictable because it's already been forecasted and on display in their head. And 
people who practice this and people who are really good at visualization understand really that there's no surprises in life because they've already learned to envision success in their head long before it happens. Now, our self-talk also plays into this. And so one of the things that you can do is to check your self-talk. So in moments where things are going really well and moments where things are going really bad, checking your self-talk is a really powerful way to continue to either move yourself in the right direction or reverse the direction that you're going in. And this is also where this is also how you lead into naturally more constructive self-criticism or honest self-criticism. When you're able to look at yourself honestly and you're able to come up and you're you're able to give yourself almost like self-diagnosed criticism like good criticism, like areas where you know deep down that if I could take my own criticism to heart, I would improve. But I don't because there's a side of me that doesn't really want to believe the truth when in my head I'm telling it to myself. That's like the dual, like the, the, the duality of our brain. And that sometimes we are in a bad, we are in a bad space and we want to tell ourselves, we want, we tell ourselves in our head exactly what we need to do how we need to change. Like sometimes we know that we need to change in our mind. But then the other side of us then tells us that, "Mm, nah, that's not really true. I don't think so. Do you guys remember like the cartoons where you've you've got like the devil sitting on one shoulder and you've got like the angel sitting on the other shoulder? Very similar to that, right? You have you have your brain, which is literally feeding you information, feeding you criticism, honest criticism that would help you improve. And The thing that makes it even more honest is that it's your self-conscious that's feeding it to you as if it already knows, but then your conscious brain is refuting that because it doesn't really want to believe that's true, even though deep down we know that's true and we can improve. So one of the ways to become more accepting of our own self-criticism and to take honest criticism and actually apply it and learn it there's a couple of things that you can do. In fact, there's one really important thing, and that's what I want to talk about today, is how you can start to leverage the way your brain works and step in front of its it step in front of the way it's naturally the way it naturally wants to talk to you to get ahead. Think about it this way. One of the and, and also in in times when things are good and times when things are bad, you also never want to be, I should also preface this by saying you, you never also want to be overly emotional, right? When things are good, you don't want to be like dancing and euphoric and like celebrating like nonstop, right? Yeah, acknowledgement and celebration is good, but wild celebrations and parties and is way over the top. And then when things are low, there's no need to just beat yourself up with criticism and pile on the depressive and like doomsday type thoughts, which is also controlling our emotions so that our emotions aren't going high and low like the reality that's happening in our life. And the most powerful way to do that is this. It's learning to pick our moments when we are most open to receiving honest self-criticism from ourselves, And it's taking that. So one of the problems with the reason why our conscious rejects honest self-criticism is because it comes at the wrong time. It comes in a place where we aren't really ready to hear it. It's like sometimes if you've ever talked to a friend or you've had something going on or you're talking to a family member and and they've got like a you're going through a difficult situation or a difficult time and all you're really looking for from them 
is for them to say it's okay in that moment. You're looking just for a little comfort, but instead of getting comfort, you get the, oh, that really sucks. Yeah, that's terrible. I can totally understand why it sucks. Yeah, that sucks to be you. You know what I'm talking about? Like in those scenarios where you are just looking for some comfort, just a little bit of comfort, but instead you get none of it and you get exactly, you get more of what you were telling to yourself, which is why you were trying to talk to somebody to begin with. Same, it's the same thing that we have to understand the ideal moments where we are actually open and ready and willing to put to heart honest self-criticism and change our actions as a result. So one of my general rules here on this is that, and and I'm going to use like, and I'll use something where this is really applicable, where it's really easy to understand is sales, right? So this is where I really learned this this kind of methodology for myself is that in sales. So sales is a very momentum-based job. When things are good, you're making sales, you feel like you're on top of the world. And then when things are bad, it's I'm not making sales, I'm losing my self-confidence, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And so it's very momentum-based. It's up and it's down. And if you're not careful, there's these wild emotional swings that tend to happen in sales. And that's what leads to lots of sales. And then that's what leads to no sales. It's like a boomer bust type cycle, but you get better when you realize, okay, when things are good. So when you're making a sale, the tendency, just imagine yourself as like a salesperson, right? If you're making a lot of sales in whatever it is you're selling, for me, it's selling my own online coaching programs and courses, but think about whatever you're selling, whether that's mattresses, whether that's any, whatever it is, if you're making sales, you're going to feel pretty good about yourself. And that's where that egotistical side of your brain is going to kick in and start talking to you which has caused you to be a little bit lax and start to slip off. So that could be that I'm making lots of sales. And as a result, you start the ego side of you kicks in. Wow, you're really good. You've got it all figured out. You've mastered this. You've perfected this. So what you're doing by saying you've mastered this, you've perfected this, you've figured out all the answers, is you've effectively just closed yourself off to learning. You basically just take taken yourself and molded a box around you and closed yourself off, right? Because by telling yourself you've mastered something or by telling yourself that you've perfected it, you've effectively just shut yourself off from wanting to learn anything else. But in that moment, what happens is over time, the result of all of those sales leads to that. We shut down and then we lose our edge. We taper off maybe one degree every day and then before you It's just a little bit, but over the course of time, now we're pointing 180 degrees in the opposite direction. So then we start to regress and go back down. So in the, in those moments where things are going really well, that's when you want to check yourself, right? And say, what could I have done better? And it's a very good way to frame honest self-criticism, right? When you make sales, Even if you make a sale, it's not like you did everything. There's still things that you could have done better. There's still lots of things that you could have done better. But our tendency is to overlook it and think we made a sale, so we did everything right. But the reality is, what could you have done to improve in that scenario? What do you feel like you could have done better? So in the the high times, you're now, you're speaking to yourself in a way, which is now it's a self-critical The honest criticism is, and remember, not all criticism is bad, is what could I have done to improve, right? When things are going well, 
when you feel like you're in a good spot and momentum is going forward, you're a lot more likely to accept criticism, good criticism. And mind you, when I'm saying criticism, I'm not using it in a bad way. I'm using it in a positive way, which is, yeah, I'm more likely to learn to improve. It's, any, it's also like in sports. If I'm playing a really good round of golf, I'm also a lot more like, I'm also a lot more likely to then say, what else can I do better? What else can I do to improve my game even more? I'm open, to, I'm really open to hearing those things in that moment versus if I'm playing real bad and then I compound my own self-talk with all these other things that I'm doing terrible and all these other things that I need to improve on, I'm not in a spot. I'm not in as good of a spot to hear it. So I'm less likely to implement it because of the timing of how and when I'm speaking to myself. But if I catch myself in those really good moments and say, what could I have done to improve? What are things I could do better? Oftentimes, leveraging positive momentum in reality is a great time to then check and balance that positive momentum in reality with legitimate, honest feedback and criticism of yourself that helps you to improve because you're at a time where you're, gonna, you're more likely to absorb it and apply it. And then the opposite applies here too, which is when things are going bad or things aren't going so well, that's when you have to go out of your way to find things that you've done that are really good. And back to the sales analogy, even if you don't make a sales, a sale, there's still things in that process of the sales call or the sales conversation that you did well, but it's easy to then just dismiss it and say, I did nothing. I, I suck at this. I really suck at this because I did make the sale, even though you did a lot of things versus in that moment, what you should be doing is saying, all right, even though I didn't make the sale, what are things I did well? So that way you're still highlighting that it's just, it, it, it's difficult moments aren't permanent, but now that I'm in a lower moment, I don't need to pile onto myself with more self-criticism, which also comes typically when we feel like we're failing in reality or something isn't going well, we tend to perceive criticism more as a judgment, which also makes us more defensive against our own words. So instead, when we're in tough moments, you should find things that you're doing well in those tough moments. Because when you can find things that you're doing well, and you can find things that aren't going wrong in difficult moments, those are legitimate pieces of evidence that give you the strength and start to reverse the momentum of the downward action or the downward situation and move it into an upward trajectory so that you can go move back more into a good place or a positive place. So it's balancing it out and it's understanding that how I talk to myself is important, but even when I talk to myself is important, which is I'm taking, I, I'm being, I'm not just being aware of how I'm talking to myself, which is really important being aware. But picking my times, right? It's like coaches who are coaching athletes on a team. They pick their time. Good coaches understand when to pick the time to give players criticism. And good coaches pick the time and understand the time when they can give praise. And that's really what you're doing to yourself is you're in a way, you in your mind, it's like you are coaching yourself on your internal dialogue. 
And just like a coach coaching a sports team, you have to get really good at picking your moments of when to give yourself criticism and when to give yourself praise. There's a balance between those two things. There's a balance between praise and criticism. And yeah, it's important of how much praise and how much criticism you're giving yourself. But even more important than that, it's the timing of it. And the reason we tend to get stuck sometimes in life is because the timing is off. The timing is wrong. We're just criticizing ourselves in the wrong moments. We're criticizing ourselves when we need praise and we're praising ourselves when we need to be more critical. So if you just pay attention to that, that will go a long way into helping you to ultimately foster an environment where you can actually accept things, take really honest feedback, would help you improve and start to implement it. It's all in the timing. It's like anything. It's like anything, like words are important, but the timing of the words are even more important. So if you can learn to embody this and think about this in great times in your life and difficult times in your life and balance the great time with some honest criticism of yourself or feedback to help yourself improve, and then balance the difficult times with praise of things you're doing well in those difficult moments, you're going to find that you keep moving up quicker and those ruts that you get yourself in don't last as long. And then the good times last longer because you're checking yourself the entire time and your mind is doing its part in helping you continue to move forward in your reality. So it's all tied together. That's all I've got for you on today's show. If this was beneficial for you, please do share it in a story on Instagram and tag me. Let me know. All of my social media links are in the show notes below, wherever you listen to podcasts. Take some time to just tag me in a story. Let me know what you learned, how you're going to apply it to your life. I would love that. Love to see how you're putting these podcasts to work. And as always, I would appreciate it if you could share this podcast with someone that would benefit from it and take some time to leave a review. Those things just naturally help the show grow and help it to reach as many people as possible who would benefit from this. So that's all I've got for today's show. Have a good rest of your day, and I will talk to you soon.